Hey everyone, welcome to the SNM Pod. We're your hosts, Osama and Shazen, and we're going to be discussing about sports and music and any of the latest transfers or new releases that are going to be happening in music as well, and things that we anticipate from either of these two areas. So stay tuned, and we hope you enjoy the pod. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about everything sports related and. We're going to be starting our podcast by talking about the transfer window that took place in this summer. Uh, in a, it was a big transfer window in the football world. And Osama, would you like to add on something? What do you want to talk about during this transfer yeah, window? Yeah, we, we have a lot to get into with the transfer window. I think this time has been kind of crazy. There's been a lot of transfers that we definitely did not expect to happen. Um, so let's just get right into it. I think this was one of the best transfer windows that has taken place in like the last, I don't know how many years, because I mean, you had two of the best players in one transfer window going to different teams. That was completely unexpected. Uh, exactly. Do you want to give your uh, opinion? Because you're a United fan. So, I mean, you weren't, you weren't expecting Cristiano Ronaldo. The transfer that took place. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. United. Were you expecting that? No. Okay. So, I think the way that it went down, so obviously like we knew that Cristiano Ronaldo mm-hmm. wanted to leave Juventus. So yeah. that was clear to yeah. us, right? But the thing is, um, the thing is, even that, even that, like that took place in like two days. Like, okay, th- there was there were rumors that Ronaldo might be leaving, uh, or, like might be leaving Juventus, but that was like a week ago before everything sp- like started to escalate yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It did all happen very quick with Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. But um, it was like once we knew that, Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then once we knew that, okay, Ronaldo was leaving, um, you know, there's a few possible destinations. Yeah. But um, a there few were teams some were big rumors. In. There were some yeah, big there were some rumors, big, big rumors you know, a together. few. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So we were getting some rumors like that where Ronaldo could possibly join PSG because, you know, Mbappe uh, is possibly going to leave and yeah. uh, he wanted to join Real Madrid. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, that looked like a possibility. And honestly, I think a lot of people would be hyped about that because, of course, like it's two of literally the greatest players that I've ever oh, played. Exactly. And, like, what an amazing. Um, yeah. And they could, we yeah. could possibly see them play together. And then on top of that, they already have such a great team with Neymar, Di Maria. They just have such Ramos. an unbelievable team. Yeah. And I, they got I mean, Ramos. The transfer, so. Yeah. And the, like, the, like the transfer window that they had, they have Donnarumma, Hakimi. Exactly. And the way they got Donnarumma was just have... ridiculous. That, that was kind of unbelievable. Exactly. But, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, yeah, so that was that was kind of crazy. So we heard about PSG. And mm-hmm. then, you know, there was a few other teams getting involved. I think it was Tottenham getting involved as well because Harry Kane I... wanted to leave. So uh, that yeah. was a s- slight, that was slight like, like, yeah, rumor. Yeah. That got you know, ended it wasn't like, any... very quickly. Yeah. And, yeah. and then, yeah, that ended quickly. But then the one that got the most traction, which I think pissed off, well, okay, I should probably say that, you know, I'm definitely, like, a Manchester United fan. So, yeah. this pissed off almost every United fan. Yeah, how was your reaction to it? And this team was Manchester City. Manchester City uh-huh. got involved with Ronaldo, and it looked like this was actually going to happen. Like, it looked like it was going to be a reality pretty soon. Yeah. Um, within the three days of, you know, talks that they were having, it literally yeah. looked like a real possibility that Ronaldo might end up in City. And this was probably the worst feeling ever because you can't see the guy who, you know, made his career at United, yeah, you know, and really became, was starting to become the greatest player 
exactly. at Manchester United. And yeah. all of a one sudden, of, one of the greatest to, players, yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, go to the rival, the biggest rival of United. And that was just, it was a, that, that was not a good feeling at all to see that take place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think they saw a lot of backlash from every single United fan on any social media platform. You know, Twitter was going crazy with it. And the reactions even were even just the pundits, insane. Even the pundits and everyone. Yeah, and like, the pundits. Legend. Oh, Everyone yeah. was going crazy, and uh, there 100% were rumors, Gary Neville was yeah, going exactly. crazy. Yeah, you know, I think Rio like, Ferdinand contacted uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Like, what the hell? Is well, going okay, on? yeah. Like, so we can we can get into how that all took place. So yeah, yeah. I think the first phone call was from Ferdinand. Ferdinand, Ferdinand was the biggest influence to get Cristiano mm-hmm. Ronaldo. I think, and, but um, but I I do want to add something in this. I think after I think I. The Bruno Fernandez might have a big role in this, and Terrell that also Ferguson. did exactly. Yeah. yeah. So there was actually three calls. Uh, Fabrizio yeah. Romano actually confirmed all of this information. Yeah. Um, yeah. and he posted a little clip, and uh, he talked about how this whole thing went down. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, th- watched... th- that clip needed to be really short. It was only a two-minute clip because really uh-huh. it took place so quick. There was no yeah. not many details he needed to give, but he said there was three mm-hmm. main phone calls that uh, influenced Ronaldo. Yeah. Uh, one was from Ferdinand. The second one was from Alex Ferguson and then Bruno just pushed him. So, um, you know, when this originally took place, Ferdinand obviously gave him a call. He was like, you know what? You can't go to, you cannot go to City. We need you to come back to United. There's no way we're going to let you do that. And Ronaldo, like right off the bat, he was also like, he didn't really want to go to City. Like he was, he would much rather come to United because obviously for him, that Mm -hmm. rival is a big thing too. Right, yeah. he used to represent He's, this team and constantly yeah. talks about the influence exactly. that the team had on him and Sir Alex Ferguson had on him. And he and has Alex also Ferguson. talked about that he was never going to join City, when, no matter how much the money is, like the contract and everything. He, exactly. he said that before as well. So when exactly. I heard about the when I I heard about everything, I had. I was thinking that he's going to Man City, but then I was like, okay, this is not possible. Like Ronaldo wouldn't do that to United fans. Like, uh, I'm a weird supporter, but I support Man United in the Premier League. But I'm actually a Barcelona supporter, and I Messi is the best player in the world for me. So, but still, like this was a very awkward transfer for me to see Ronaldo play for Man City, and I was shocked. Like that, how can he do that to Man United fans? Like if Messi did that, like to Barcelona fans, if he was there were being rumors that he's coming, he's taking a transfer from PSG. And then he's going to Real Madrid. I would have been pissed. Yeah. So I know what you mean. Exactly. Exactly. A hundred percent. And this rivalry is so huge. And you already know how English fans are. So for them, like, yeah, yeah. like this is even a bigger deal. So yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) we've seen, we've seen uh, the things that they were doing um, for the Euros, but um, you know, yeah, that, that was crazy. But um, all of a sudden Alex Ferguson gives him a call. Bruno mm-hmm. Fernandez gives him a call and he's like, listen, man, you have to join us. We need you. Yeah. This, like yeah. the team needs you. Um, you deserve to be at United. We have a solid young team. We can really use you all of these things. And um, within literally a few hours, I think it was in the morning where these rumors yeah. were like starting yeah. where it was like all of a sudden United is involved. And we're like, what? I thought it was confirmed that he's going to city. Yeah. United is involved within two hours. The talks yeah. are almost being confirmed. And then because then City it, like, the announced next... that they're not going for Ronaldo. That's yeah, what they said. City backs yeah, out. Exactly. Yeah. City backs out. That's when you knew that it's done. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden, we just hear confirmed Cristiano Ronaldo transfer complete. He's going to Manchester United. And that was just unbelievable. I think, you know, it's 
it's a fairy tale like it just doesn't yeah, make sense like it is. this should it is. not happen right like these things they don't happen too often at all that yeah. all of a sudden he comes back to the team that like of course every united fan has dreamed of that and yeah 100 somehow became a reality and it was i mean it was not just not even just as real like not even just as like united fans but just generally like seeing him playing back in the premier league is just fun because it, i'm not gonna lie i don't want to i don't want any hate from other like syria or supporters or something but it wasn't fun to watch any of the games like juventus played plus even like they have a very defensive style of football it's not that fun to watch and uh, so it's fun to see ronaldo back in the premier league especially this season it's like anyone can win this year yeah exactly so you know like that that's the way that it went down and yeah, uh yeah. <laughs> we we got super lucky and we somehow got cristiano back in the team i think i did hear mm-hmm. you know some pundits talk about things like oh but you know it doesn't really he's, make he's sense. Not like united needs a striker and all of these yeah. things and i'm like you know what like we don't actually have a solid number nine and cristiano I mean, Ronaldo has obviously um, you know, I guess we had Cavani who did perform exactly. well in all the games. Exactly, but then but there's a, there's that, levels. Yeah, exactly. There's levels. Like it's first, you can never compare any other striker with Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, like he's exactly. gonna he's gonna be there. Uh, like whenever you want him to be there, he's, he's fit pretty much like for the whole season. He yep. knows where he has to be. Like in the game, he's he's yeah he's, he is one of the best players in the world. So I think it was an amazing signing for United. Exactly. Yeah. So you know that that was definitely the best signing that United has probably ever pulled off yeah, and within 100%. a few hours. So, yeah, that was, that was amazing. I, mean, I uh, mean, if you think about it, United had one of the best transfer windows this season. They bought Jadon Sancho, which was amazing. Yep, they bought, they exactly. bought Varane, Varane for, yeah. for which I think was a steal because I think Arsenal bought Ben White for 50 and I think United bought him for 34, 35 million, something like that. 35, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, which is crazy. I mean, like for Varane, that's, that's exactly, insane. Varane, uh, yeah. And uh, who else did they buy? Did they buy someone else as well? I think this was the three. Those players, are the major right? signings. Those yeah, are the yeah, those okay. are the major signings uh, that we had. Yeah. I mean, uh, we sold but, uh, Daniel James. Yeah, so, that was. Do you, do you know a fun fact about that? That after like since Sir Alex Ferguson has left, this was the first time United has sold a player in profit. Oh really? Wow, that's very yeah. interesting. Yeah, that is. Yeah, like I was shocked when I heard it. Like I read it on uh, Twitter. And it was an actual fact. Like they bought him for 15 million and then they sold him for 25 million. This is the first player that they've sold in profit, which is a very sad thing because United is a big club. But like there has been some downfalls, like for players like Alexis Sanchez, uh, Di Maria, Di Maria, yeah. So there's been like, some big players. So they, know, okay, it's, so it's been yeah. sad. All the a lot of the major signings that we've had in the past, they've all ended pretty badly. So um, there, there was a there was a meme that I saw online. Uh, do you remember that Thanos scene in like an uh, end game when he's like, uh, "What like your failure brings back uh, brings you back to me?" It was something like that when he's sitting like at the end. You you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, your right, failure brings you back to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, so someone said, uh, someone wrote that like we're in a, United were trying to re- replace Ronaldo for the past nine years, and in the end, they replaced him with Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, it's true. I like the thing is, is we did sign some quality players, but for some reason, they just wouldn't work. And I mean, like, the thing I is, understand United is a big club. The pressure with the number seven jersey is not for everyone. That's what I've seen. Like it was yeah, a big, 100%. big role. Yeah, exactly. Like 
It is I mean, plus the thing is, like, for a few years, United didn't didn't even have like a decent team. Like some of the years, they had decent, like not because United has always been like uh, title contenders, Champions League, Premier League every year. Like it was a thing. But uh, like after Sir Alex Ferguson left, there wasn't that many good players. Just Wayne Rooney retired and everything. So yeah, yeah. and then I think even like when. Uh, Van Hal was in charge. Things were not going well at all. I did not like the play style that he was yeah. you know, proposing. Yeah. It just didn't make sense. Yeah. Um, and then, it, like, yeah, th- th- I think that's kind of a big reason why, like, a lot of these players didn't flourish. Because, you know, like, when Di Maria left, he went back to his, like, regular form, and he's performing really well, um, mm-hmm. once again, at PSG. So, you know, it's, uh, I-, I think, yeah, a lot of those changes as well caused some issues, but... yeah. Um, getting Ronaldo back like he's such an elite player at this point and 100%. he's such a mature player as well that um I mean you know, changes like, you know the, he's going he, to find a way yeah, to exactly. adjust regardless right like that the, the thing is he's, he's going to change the atmosphere in the dressing room for Man United for sure like oh, he has 100%. that winning mentality and, yeah and the fact that we have such a young team it's going to have yeah. a huge influence on those younger yeah. players right Everyone. like James Sanchez just get trying to get used to exactly uh, playing at United you Premier can tell like he's still playing very nervous football he isn't uh-huh, uh-huh. really and he's gonna get there he's uh, gonna get coming there, into his own sure. yeah but um you know like but for me for me for Ronaldo, me i think mason greenwood is gonna get the most influence by cristiano ronaldo yes because he's, 100%. He, yeah yeah he's gonna turn out to be one of the best strikers because he's gonna get influenced by ronaldo like he's playing besides him yeah and everything and i think and just his technical ability as well is just unbelievable right because he can 100%. shoot from either he can shoot from either 100 percent and um, pa- he has a powerful shot, but he just has a knack for goal scoring. So yeah, 100%. Like, that's something that like you know every United team has always had. So it's good to see yeah. that. Um, and then of course, yeah, Ronaldo's gonna have a huge influence. But I yeah. think now we should talk a little bit about the other the, big big transfer that took that place. That no one was expecting. Yeah, that literally there's no way anyone thought that this would ever yeah, happen. Yeah. But so, um, you know, you can elaborate a little bit on this. Exactly. So what happened was like I, I'm a Barcelona fan. I just said that before, and a Messi fan. So last year there was being talks that Messi said to the club that he doesn't want to be there. He didn't like the project. He had some problems with the president. Then there were elections. Porto got uh, he he didn't win the elections. I think it was uh, Laporte Laporte uh, Laporte. He won the elections. He came in. He gave Messi a new project. Where Barcelona were in a huge debt that they couldn't cover. So, but there were still being talks that the players gonna players are gonna reduce their salary. Messi's gonna reduce his salary, and we were getting like news updates time by time, like during the whole transfer window when it started, like when the season ended, that Messi's gonna stay here, Messi's gonna stay here. Uh, the Copa America win uh, begins. Messi's playing amazing. Messi wins the Copa America, his, his first international trophy, and then there's an announcement that two days, uh, uh, like after two days of the Copa America, part Messi's gonna be signing a new contract with Barcelona. Tuesday comes, and news there's a there's a news there's news on my phone i check my phone it says that barcelona has posted messi will no longer be a barcelona player we are very sorry but la liga is not accepting the rules for our wage bill and stuff and he has to leave and uh, i'm not gonna lie i was with my other cousins and your brother and i didn't talk to anyone for like 20 25 minutes i was heartbroken i wasn't expecting messi to leave barcelona like that when he wanted to stay but just because of the rules and our club's like mistakes that have been taking uh, place in the past. Uh, it was sad for me. And then uh, I knew from that instance, my everyone was saying he's probably going to go to the Man, he's going to probably go to the Man City, Man City, Pep Guardiola is going to get him. But I knew that he wanted to play with Neymar 
and I think PSG wants him more than Man City. Uh, so there were rumors that Man City has gone like uh, they're gonna go for it. But then Chelsea were also in the race. But then uh, next day Neymar announced it. PSG announced it that he's going to PSG. Messi got into Paris, and uh, now Barcelona are in shambles. Like, Crazy. We we uh, we even loaned out Griezmann to Atletico Madrid, where we brought yeah. him from. Even though I do agree, because of our, it made a huge impact on Barcelona's wage bill. Uh, but uh, we have players like Cunagüero who's out for I think two months. But then Memphis Depay, as soon as he came to Barcelona, he's changed into another level. Like he's not the Man United Memphis Depay. He's he's been playing amazing every game, even in the, yeah. even his nat- national team. Like in uh, during this week, uh, last week he scored a hat trick for Netherlands and. He's been playing amazing, but Barcelona is not the same. It's going to take us time to recover and everything. But this was one of the most heartbreaking transfers for me, and it was a big one. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Like, I think uh, for any Barcelona fan, you would yeah. anyone would expect that Messi is going to retire at Barcelona. Exactly, right? like, exactly. You don't yeah. even need to know much about football or anything, but you know that okay, well, Messi is going to retire at Barcelona, of course, because that's just like the way it is. That's how it's going to end. But all of a sudden, when you see that he is joining PSG, that is just such a tough thing to see happen. Um, and especially the way that it went down, right? I yeah, think that's probably was... the biggest thing. It's not that, like, you know, Messi was really happy to leave Barcelona. No, like, you can see in the interviews, um, he's tearing up. He's very emotional that, you know, he has to leave. I, I cried it... when he was giving his last speech in Barcelona. I actually had tears right. in my eyes because I couldn't yeah, believe I... it that Messi was leaving. Barcelona. Uh, I was uh, like, I fell in love with Barcelona just because of Leo Messi because I started watching him play. Then we had Thierry Henry at that time and all these other great players. But then Messi, he was like, like he was the one factor that just lifted everyone in the team. He could, he could, he could win Barcelona game single handedly. And he's done yeah, that. And like he's done it so many times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's one of the best players to ever do it. He can score everything, dribbling, passing, free kicks. <laughs> He, he can do everything in the world. But then, yeah, when you lose that kind of a player and then you cannot sign any other big player just because of the financial problem, it breaks your heart for Barcelona. Like, uh, I get it that it's uh, like it's the risk that we had to take and everything. Uh, our Barcelona board has promised that they're going to be signing bigger players in the next window. Hopefully, hopefully we get Holland in the next transfer window. Uh, let's see what happens. though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, 100%, I think it was crazy. And it's just insane to see that Barcelona's finances were that crazy that, you know, yeah, Messi yeah. was ready to take a 50% reduction and all of these things. Everything. PK but, took a reduction, Busquets took a PK, reduction, Jordi Alba yeah. took a reduction, but still they couldn't make the cut. Exactly. They still were not able to somehow manage to keep the best player, one number one and number two, wherever you have him, to, um, to stay at the team. And he was forced mm-hmm. out. But, um, you know, okay, let's, now he joined PSG alongside Neymar and Mbappe. And, uh, you know, of course, they already have so many other talented players on that team. What do you think about this new look for PSG with Messi? I mean, the thing is, during the transfer window, there were strong rumors that, that we already talked about that Mbappe was leaving for Real Madrid. And I think it was a done deal, but then. Uh, PSG were demanding over something over 200 million, which I don't get that. Why didn't they agree to that? Because I don't think it's going to stay at PSG. So basically next season is going to go for free. But yeah, as an overall team, 
not just because of Messi, because like during like before they signed Messi, they signed Hakimi, who was probably one of the best right back, right mid, because he's quick, he can score goals, he can defend, he can pass. They bought Sergio Ramos, one of the best defenders in the world, which was also a heartbreaking story for Real Madrid fans and everyone. That was also a bad transfer. Uh, and then they bought Donnarumma, which I don't know why they do that. It doesn't make sense for me because they had Kekel Ornavas, who's an amazing keeper. Uh, but it went through. And uh, then PSG, and they bought Genie Wijnaldum as well. So they have like a, an amazing squad. If PSG doesn't win the Champions League with this team, I don't think they can win it like for the next four or five years. Oh, 100%. I think the expectations are the highest for this team that it could possibly be, right? Like, yeah, the yeah. amount of talent that you have on this squad, I don't think we have ever seen before. So, the other reason, the other reason is also that, like, I watched one of the games, the, the first game of the season, where not the first game, I think it was the third, third game. Was third, third game, yeah, when Messi and Neymar yeah. were both playing, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the, the, the match was very boring. I'm not gonna lie, even though Messi and Neymar were playing at the same time, but the other team was just boring. Like League One is not that fun to watch. So yeah. PSG has yes, PSG can just like bench their big players in like some games and then just play them because they don't need to play every single player. The amount of exactly. talent that they have in that team, they they don't have to play their full playing eleven. And in the Champions League, they can just go all out and then win the Champions League if they want. And I think that's exactly what they're gonna do. I think that's exactly how they're going to use Ramos too. Yeah, they're not yeah. going to play him for every single think, league game. I don't cause... think Ramos has played a game for PSG yet. Yeah, exactly. He still has it, and he won't, I don't oh. think, for a while. And, you know, they're going to keep him mainly for the Champions League because he has so much experience, obviously, in the Champions League. He's he won is, so many yeah. times run, alongside exactly. Ronaldo. Um, exactly. So you're obviously going to save. And you. the thing is, I think even outside of those players, they have so much talent where they can just still win the League One and mm-hmm. also have these star players benched. So... They're, they're in a really prime position to be able to win the Champions League. This is the highest that the expectations have, I think, ever been for PSG. They've always 100%. kind of underperformed um, in that competition. So we'll have to see what happens this year. But, um, yeah, definitely I, expectations are crazy 100%. high now with Messi there. I guess we should now move on to the Premier League and we can talk about the big transfers that were in the Premier League and then we can just talk about the league as well. Do you want to do that? Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, we need to we need to get into the games as well. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so of I course, think I think let's yeah, start with match day. Do you want to start with match day one then? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it was. I think it was. Yeah. Match day one. It was Friday. It was the first game of the Premier League. Arsenal was playing Brentford, and I was expecting Arsenal to at least win the game by like one nil, or it's going to be a draw. And they lost two nil, which was shocking. I I watched the whole game, and the the way. I, Arsenal were playing. They looked like a bottom, like nineteenth or eighteenth uh, level team. They didn't play. Uh, they didn't play well. They couldn't defend. Even Ben White was playing. They had no motivation or anything. It was just a bad game for them. And then the next day, it was Manchester United versus Leeds because Leeds is always a tough opponent because of their attacking style, their foot, their, like their their general football exactly. style. Exactly. Yep. It's very different to other Premier League teams. But the way Pogba and Bruno Fernandes were there. Bruno, like, what, both of them were yeah. just unbelievable. I, I think, think we played the me, perfect formation yeah, exactly. because um, we had both Bruno and Pogba playing in attacking position, right? Attacking when, position. Anytime Pogba is in an attacking position, that's where he's at his best. So, um, you know, they were linking up so well. And without, uh, you know, Bruno without and, Marcus Rashford. And Kawhi, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like Rashford has been injured, so we'll like we'll have to see. Like he had a surgery and everything, so we'll have to see um, 
it's going to take time for him to come back. But, you know, just amazing link up between those two. And, and Bruno Fred ends up getting well. a hat. Yeah, Fred scored as well. Bruno ends up getting a hat trick. And then, of course, the natural born goal scorer, Mason Greenwood, he also Greenwood. Um, got a goal and f- a 5 1 um, game at the end of the day. And I think like we just played amazing. We played so amazing. good. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. the link up was, and it looked like okay, this is this is the perfect way to start the season, right? Like yeah. we have a younger team, but it's it, it actually looks really good. Yeah. Um, especially against Leeds. Leeds is not an easy team. They're not. They're right? never easy. Like even last exactly. season, one game I think United beat or like beat them the first game, and they lost the second one, or I think it was the opposite way, but they lost one of the games against Leeds last season. Uh, yeah, but, and and. Uh, uh, the thing is, like in match day one, I wasn't expecting United to lose. I wasn't expecting Leicester City to lose. I wasn't expecting Chelsea because if they're, I think Romelu Lukaku is the perfect striker for Chelsea. Uh, I think uh, yeah, he he is gonna be a major problem for every other team for every defender in the Premier League, and uh, he's been playing amazing. I think he scored in his first uh, in his first uh, first game. And yeah, he did. Gonna score. Yeah, he's gonna be Chelsea are title contenders this season. United are also title contenders this season. Man City is always title contenders. I don't see Liverpool winning this year just because of the squad depth, but I think they can do something. Like they're probably gonna get into top four and stuff. But the biggest shocker that was in uh, the match day one, I'm not gonna lie. Arsenal was not even that uh, big of a shock, but it was Tottenham beating Man City without Harry. Yes, and this was during. Harry Kane was almost 90%, 80% confirmed that he was going to Man City. So the way the way that took place, that was a big, big match day for uh, Spurs. Exactly. And you that. would definitely not expect Tottenham to beat City with that squad. Like, that was crazy to see. Exactly. But, um, and, you know, the thing is, like, it's not like City wasn't playing their full squad. They were playing everyone. Yeah, yeah. They had like everyone. They generally would. Yeah. And not- Tottenham just somehow, like, Son is just an unbelievable player, man. Like he's, he's one so of the best good. players in the Premier League. I love that. He player. is. Like, he's really yeah. established himself as that now. Yeah, yeah. It's so fun to watch 100%. him. Um, you know, yeah. he's such a great attacking player, and he can kind of do everything. Like he's, he's, he's a goal scorer, right? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. Somehow they shocked the world, and Tottenham wins that game. That was definitely yeah, one hundred percent agree. It was definitely yeah. the biggest. Shocker. And even in like this. Even in, the, I think, in the second match day, Liverpool won, won against Burnley. Aston Villa defeated Newcastle 2 0. Crystal Palace, Brentford had a 0 0 draw. Leeds and Everton, they both drew 2 uh, all, which was a good game. I watched that game. I was expecting Man City to beat Norwich by like a good margin, and they did that. They did exactly that. Jack Grealish played amazing. Everyone played amazing in that game. They won 5 0. Uh, I wasn't expecting United to draw against Southampton, which was a big deal. And, yeah, that was a shocker. Uh, but they did. Yeah, but right. they did. United yeah. was not playing good, and for me, they played. They had like no attacking gameplay. It was just a very yeah, we looked terrible. Game, to be honest, we looked terrible, yeah. and especially yeah. after that first game, you wouldn't expect that to happen. Like we were playing the same lineup. You know, we played Pogba up front as well. Like we was in an attacking position. I thought it was going to be yeah. a great game, but we just didn't look right at all. Um, and the thing is too yeah. with like when you're playing Martial, for some reason, like he just doesn't play well at the number nine at times like sometimes he will look super motivated and he'll actually look good but there's other times i'd, I'd say most times where he just doesn't look like he has that the, um like drive the, to just you 100%. know like 
go for a goal, like make runs. It, I, I don't know what it is with him. At times, he just doesn't look like he's interested in the game. The thing for Martial now is going to be because now you have Ronaldo, Cavani. He has to step up like in the big, whenever he gets the chance, he has to step up. Otherwise, he's not going to get any clean time because you have Ronaldo, one of the best strikers of all time. Yeah. And then you have Cavani, and, who's also yeah. established himself as a great striker in the Premier League. So mm-hmm. he has to. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. Game. I wouldn't be surprised if Martial is gone. Um, I was I was surprised that he hasn't left in this transfer window. Oh, yeah, exactly. Because yeah, it definitely impacts. Yeah, it severely impacts his ability now to be able to like play at all, right? Yeah, like we already yeah. have such elite lineups. Um, mm-hmm. Like attackingly, we're so good now. Um, there's so many options, right? And then once Rashford comes back, then it's then like Martial really doesn't have that much space yeah. there. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that was definitely a shocker goal, that draw. But I, you're right. I think outside of that, most of the other fixtures, they kind of went the way that we expected. Yeah, but um, there was a big game. There was a big game where I thought that Arsenal probably is going to put up a fight because it was Chelsea versus Arsenal. This is the biggest match in this match day. And I was thinking, I knew that Chelsea is going to win the game, but I wasn't expecting Arsenal to play this bad again. Uh, I don't know what was their tactics, how were they trying to play, but they couldn't defend at all. Lukaku was going all over them. Lukaku was bodying everyone. He scored his first goal uh, in the Premier League. And uh, yeah, it was his first goal. Reese James was outstanding throughout the whole game. And I think at this time, they didn't even sign uh, Saul, right? Uh, yeah, they didn't sign Saul at this time. Yeah. But, but Chelsea, like every single player is just so motivated right now after winning the Champions League. And now they have one of the best strikers in the world. Lukaku with them and now they have Saul as well so they have an amazing squad they can win the Premier League and uh, if they do it, was, it wouldn't be a big shocker but they have one of the best chances in the Premier League yeah I 100% agree yeah. Um, you know okay I think we should move on to the Liverpool and Chelsea game as well on match day three just crazy 100%, um, 100%. amazing game right and somehow some way I did not expect Chelsea to be able to tie that game. They should not have been able to tie that at all. I was um, expecting you know. it. I was expecting it just because the way that uh, Simon Tuchel has formed Chelsea, the way that they defend, it's so hard to beat them because when they play the five at the back uh, back line, it's just hard to beat them. Because the thing is, Liverpool wasn't that great. The thing is, Liverpool needs a uh, striker. They need to replace Bobby Firmino. They need like another Luis Suarez or someone who can help Mo Salah and Mane at the front. They just didn't have that. They didn't have anyone to break them down. Lukaku was breaking down Liverpool time after time, time after time. And then, but, but it was a great game. I think for me, this Chelsea won that game, uh, even though it was a draw. But like for the, even after conceding yeah. a red card, I think they won the game. You have to keep that as a win. Yeah, yeah 100%. Like you don't yeah, expect to be able to, because they got the red quite early on too, right? It was probably in like the 60th 100%. minute. Um, yeah. So, yeah. you know, to, Get the red and then still somehow come out with a draw is huge, like especially against a team that like, yeah, Liverpool will still like okay at times they won't look good, but oh, but they, they are have, a good team. They have Van that's Dijk the thing, right? They have the best players. Yeah, exactly. Just the uh, the quality that they have up front and Mo Salah, we already know like how great he's constantly mm. been. He just reached his milestone of a hundredth goal in the Premier League as well. So, um, you know, it's you at any point you can just see those either Mane or Salah getting a goal so it's kind of crazy that they were able to hold off um and keep that a draw uh yeah. so definitely yeah, i agree that that would have to be like a win almost for for chelsea 100 
and uh, then we had the winter like no not the winter break we had the international break which went through and then it was this weekend where we got to see Ronaldo play for Manchester United again after nine years and what oh a day it was how did you that feel about crazy. the crazy honestly okay so he, here's my thing when Ronaldo came into the stadium um man that feeling was just crazy to see him actually walk in with a United jersey on and yeah. um you know they keep going back and forth looking at him and then they're looking at Alex Ferguson just looking down at his son <laughs> walking it was a, the pitch again it was such a great yeah. feeling to see Ronaldo walking on wearing that and, number um, seven jersey yeah wearing yeah. that number seven jersey I mean honestly kudos to Cavani for uh giving that up 100 you know class act from him um but uh it, it was such an unbelievable feeling to see him just walking in and, and then the anytime you see Ronaldo, oh, anytime you see Ronaldo on the pitch, you just never know what he's going to do, right? Like he is such an elite player that at any point, even if he doesn't look that great, he can turn it up. And I think in the first like beginning few minutes, I, I did not think he looked that good. You know, he looked yeah, a little yeah. bit like, I shaky had the same, at times. Yeah, I had the right? same like, yeah. yeah, and it kind of just looked like they were getting a feel for like how to play with Ronaldo as well. All mm-hmm. the players it makes sense. I mean, a playing nervous, after, yeah, exactly. It's I a think, new team. Right? It takes time. Yeah, and you're also playing with, you know, one of the goats. And when you're playing alongside that, then it's a little bit difficult to, you know, match your level as well. So, hundred percent. Plus, the Newcastle on the team. Newcastle is a very defensive side. Like they ha- they love to stay at the back, so oh. it's hard to break them down as well. Yeah, but, and it looked like from the beginning they were just playing for a draw the whole time. 100%, it just looked 100%. like Newcastle just wanted to get a draw. They were they, they get in a few attacks. Attack. Exactly, yeah, just on maximum. Yeah, because I think it's him, Maximum is quick. He can, like, generate oh, a yeah. counterattack for them pretty easily. But I want to talk to you about the first goal scored by Cristiano Ronaldo because that was the typical Cristiano Ronaldo goal, even though everyone's going to call it a tap-in. I, myself, probably i am going to call it a tap-in. But the best part about it was that it, I don't think any other striker in the world would be there where Ronaldo was there because when Greenwood took that shot, I don't think anyone even was going for that ball uh, exactly and that was the issue right when we had Martial, he would never be in those positions right Cavani would actually be there like Cavani did yeah, score quite a yeah. few like that because yeah. he has those striker instincts like Ronaldo's yeah. instincts are second to none it's obviously the best like I, I think for any striker in the world Ronaldo's 100%. instincts are crazy he's going to you're going to find him in the right positions at the right time uh day after day so you know like yeah that first goal definitely deserves a lot of credit because you would never expect any. Of course, I think at the end of the day, the keeper should be doing better there, right? Yeah, like he shouldn't just be 100%. coughing up that ball. But um, Ronaldo is there at the right position, and he somehow actually gets a goal on his second debut for United, which is just crazy. The crowd goes insane. Um, I think the atmosphere was the best I've ever seen. It was crazy. It was so loud the entire time. Anytime Ronaldo would get the ball. And when he did his typical celebration, you could just hear everyone, all the Old Trafford fans, the sea, and it was just an amazing atmosphere. So fun to watch. I couldn't believe it. 100%. Yeah, but, you know, you're expecting, all right, well, Ronaldo's going to get one goal. That, that, should be, that should be enough. I think we got what we wanted, right? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> somehow... He gets a second goal as well. And oh my goodness. That was an amazing goal. And what a run. What a run. Yeah, what a great goal. I think. Yeah, Luke Shaw, like that pass wasn't even that good, I think, right? The pass was an average pass. Because the pass was, you know, not right to his foot. It was a little bit behind. Um, 
when it should have been more of a through ball, it should have been a little further ahead. So you can go right into it. But Ronaldo's first touch to move that in front was elite. And then uh, the finish as well. It's just, he yeah. he's a goal scorer and he's going to like when you have him in situations like that you know he's going to he's going to score exactly exactly plus the way like the atmosphere at the old trafford stadium he loves those moments like ronaldo lives for those moments right so yeah exactly loves that yeah and then you know after that we went on to see an absolute great strike from bruno fernandez just an amazing uh-huh. strike i think that was the best goal of the whole game for me that was the best goal yeah definitely you can definitely say that was the best one because that finish is yeah. just unbelievable you know like it kind of just comes out of nothing pogba just passes it off to him and he's quite far away from the net and just an amazing strike you the goalie has no chance with that so an amazing goal and <laughs> after that we see jesse lingard jay lings jay Ling. on his return oh what a good, that was that pogba was amazing that pass from pogba insane. Yeah. it was amazing Pogba but I thought that dummy was ridiculous too. Martial's Martial, dummy was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> that was actually very unexpected from Martial, but then it worked. But yeah, so basically United, Ronaldo had the best homecoming he could have asked for. Yeah. They won four one, and yeah. the Premier League match day four. I think it was day four. Went on as expected, like exactly one. But I think one just, other thing I wanted to add on with the United game was you know. Um, I, I found it really interesting at, in his interview uh, for the post-match interview for him. Ronaldo goes, yeah, when I walked in, I was extremely nervous. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, really, Cristiano can actually get nervous. Like, that's that was crazy. Because um, he seems like a superhuman to us, obviously. Exactly. But, um, yeah, he, he w- and you could kind of see, like, from his play in the beginning, he was a little nervous. But once he got his footing in, he was, I mean, he was great after that. I just wish that they subbed him off as well at the end of the game. I know we were going for his hat-trick. If they subbed him off at the end of the game when it was already solidified, um, that atmosphere would have been crazy. Just the applause that he was going to get as he walked off the pitch would have been insane. But I think think they were trying to get a Ronaldo hat-trick for that game. Exactly, yeah. yeah, That that would have been crazy. Yeah. But the match day five was pretty much uh, as expected. Like, I I didn't expect Leeds to lose 3-0 to Liverpool. But yeah. that was a good game. Mo Salah showed his class throughout the whole game. He was amazing throughout the whole game. Chelsea oh, yeah. played amazing. Lukaku scoring two amazing goals. Man, that guy can score from anywhere, and he's he's just he's just one of the most like powerful strikers you can see in the Premier League right now. Yeah, he's and I agree one hundred percent. He fits so perfectly with Chelsea. Like the, this team actually looks scary. Yeah, like they can they can contend for the Champions League again this season and for the Premier League. Like it's that right. good. Yeah. Uh, but like right now, the standings of the Premier League are Man United are on top level with Chelsea, pretty much the exact same uh, like wins and draws because they both have won three games and drew once. And the goal difference, you know, United has like two more goal differences. Uh, but the thing and Liverpool are right behind them. Like Liverpool and Chelsea are pretty much level. Man City is one point behind them. But this year, uh, the Premier League is going to be a tough one to call. Like these four teams are probably going to stay in the. Uh, top four, uh, either one of them can win it. I don't think Liverpool has a chance. I think it's going to be either City, United, or Chelsea. And uh, but in the tops, I don't think I don't see Arsenal finishing more than the eleventh or tenth position. I just don't see them. Yeah, uh, they look like a bottom half team. Uh, yeah, uh, but the other uh, let's just give you let's just give a little over, overview of the other leagues that are going on. We're just not going to go into that much uh, details. 
but let's just go into like La Liga and stuff. Like uh, La Liga, I hope like the big two teams that played this weekend was Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid because Barcelona's game was delayed. Uh, but the games that they played before were pretty good. But even though they drew one game, uh, which was unexpected, I was actually it was I wouldn't call it unexpected because of our defense and stuff. Uh, but uh, Barcelona's games for some reason got suspended. It's gonna be played like somewhere mid October, mid March, mid April, something like that. I don't know right. when. Uh, but Real Madrid played today. Camavinga got his minutes. Camavinga came on. He scored his first goal for Real Madrid. Real Madrid won five two. Impressive game. Uh, impressive game by Real Madrid and especially by Benzema. He had an amazing game and everything. But yeah. I don't see Real Madrid winning this season and Barcelona. I still think Atletico Madrid is gonna win this year. Just because of the way that they played today, they were lose. I think they were down one nil, and then uh, they equalized in the 79 minute, and then they scored the winning goal in stoppage time at plus nine minutes. Thomas Lamar scored a 99 minute goal to get them the win. Like they they were playing like that. They wanted to win the game. They have so much squad depth. They have Carrasco. They have Lamar, Griezmann, Suarez. Like they have a huge team. So La Liga is also going to be good this year. League One, everyone knows who's going to win it. Not like last year, <laughs> because last year PSG did slip up, but I don't think they're going to slip up this year. They have Messi, Neymar, and Di Maria, and then Mbappe. I don't see exactly. them losing, and they're going to dominate it. Bundesliga, on the other hand, uh, everyone knows it's going to start of shaky, a little bit shaky for Bayern Munich, uh, but you know that they're going to win in the end. But Erling Haaland during this weekend, he's he is probably one of the best. I don't know if you think the same way as well, but I think. Holland is going to be a better player than Mbappe in the future. Uh, that's that's a little difficult. I mean, they both are very different players. They, yeah, that's the thing, right? They both play very different like styles of like a striker position. They're completely different. Um, but yeah, I mean, when it's all said and done, because his conversion rate, Holland's conversion rate is just unbelievable, right? Like unbelievable. it's crazy how many goals he gets just off of very like limited shots. How many goals he's hundred percent, and crazy. even this. And even it's during finishing. this week, they, he scored two goals. And uh, Jude Bellingham played amazing. Everyone played amazing. Bayern Munich won four one. I mean, that's just Bayern Munich. Uh, yeah. And uh, like they have the Champions League coming up soon, and it's going to be against Barcelona. Like Champions League is going to be big for the season. There, uh, but on the first match day, the only games that I'm excited for is Barcelona Bayern Munich, and then Real Madrid versus Inter Milan. And the third game is AC Milan versus Liverpool, which is going to be a good game. All the other games, I, I expect the bigger teams to win. Like, United is going to beat Young Boys and all that. But, exactly, uh, yeah. Uh, and you'd next... expect, obviously, PSG to win their exactly. matchup as well. They got an exactly. easy matchup. Yeah, yeah. they have Club Brugge or something. Uh, but next week, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be Man City versus PSG, which is going to be amazing. It's going to yes, be the battle, I battle wait of for the that. oil. Yeah, that's going to be one of the biggest matches in Champions League. And I think at the fun. end of the day, though, like the table is very – it's quite balanced. It's quite um, balanced. Anyone can, yeah, anyone can. The thing is, like, we know the top There's teams, two top teams, teams exactly. And we know, like, exactly what's going to probably happen. Like, we can probably guess already, you know, what we expect to see. There isn't really a group where it would be, like, a big team might not make it through. I think we expect yeah. all the yeah. big teams to be, uh, to make it through. So, um, yeah. you know, the Champions League is also going to be very interesting. And it's fun that we finally are getting to start that as well. 100%.
with crowds. It's it like last year it was boring just to see these stadiums without like crowds and everything. But this year it's going to be fun with crowds and everything. But we're going to be talking about the Champions League in detail when we watch the games this week. And then we're going to be talking about it in the next podcast. But exactly. right now, I think we should move on uh, to other sports as well. Because there was a big sporting event that took place last night. And it was Anderson Silva versus Tito Ortiz in a boxing fight. Which I was expecting it to be to go to the distance, but then when I watched the fight and I just in the first round, Anderson Silva knocks out Tito Ortiz in like 81 seconds, which was a big thing. Like the uh, the way that Tito Ortiz uh, got knocked out, I didn't think it was a big punch by Anderson Silva. I mean, it should have like would have been a big punch because he actually got knocked out. Uh, but it was a big win for Anderson Silva. He's two and zero, I think, in the boxing world right now. He's he's challenging the Paul brothers who are, yeah. Doing, for some reason, you're getting big in the sport, but and I you know mean, what? Are, I think they've brought so much attention to the sport. Like it I really, mean, they're, they're bringing they're bringing the big money and in, like into the sports and uh, exactly. And you know, as much good. as you will hate on Jake Paul and all of that, which yeah. you know, of course, like I get it. Um, but you know, he made sure that everyone did get paid at the end of the day with his 100 percent right? regardless that was, of that was a classic undercard. Exactly, yeah. Like he he made sure because you know the thing is, especially if you look at the pay structure in the MMA, if you're not one of the big fighters, then you're really not getting paid that much, right? Um 100 percent So it's it's good to see that you know he's really pushing for that. Um, and that not just him, but all of the other like YouTubers and TikTokers that they brought more attention to the boxing yeah. world, like than actual boxers, which is a big deal. Like I wasn't expecting this, but it's yeah. uh, it's become a real thing now. And, exactly. Yeah. I think you know what the difference is now too, um, with like us young, the younger fans, um, you know, where a lot of us are more interested in just seeing MMA right because 100%, MMA 100%. is more of it looks like more of a brutal sport yeah, yeah. um so we just enjoy it more right we resonate with it yeah. more and then also the personalities are so fun right like you 100 the storyline yeah like all these big guys um and their personalities are just amazing and they're so fun uh to watch yeah. so speaking of I the think, ufc i think we're gonna get into yeah. ufc a little bit later on but right now i guess we should uh Talk about the big news you and I both were talking about the U.S. Open men's single. Oh yeah, so do you want, right. You want to talk about the final? Okay, so I think honestly this year the U.S. Open has just been amazing. It's been so fun to watch. Like 100%. I don't I don't remember the last time it was this entertaining. Um, yeah. every, every single uh, game was just. I think what it was this time too. There would be a lot of younger um, players who looked like they can actually really compete now, right? Um, yeah. and we were seeing some Canadian representation as well. So that, that was, um, good to see, 100%. um, but a, a big shocker at the end of the day, at, like, like, you know, I wasn't at, we are expecting, 100%. yeah, we're all expecting Djokovic to come out and win, but that is yeah. not what we saw at the end of the he day. He did not win. Yeah. He didn't win a set. He did not win a set. Six 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 four four four. So it was six four six four six four. Exactly for all three sets. So that was sets. crazy. Yeah. So huge news for uh, you know the U.S. Open and in the men's side, but on the women's side it was even crazier because we had two extremely young, uh, talented players for the first time in their U.S. Open, and um, mm-hmm. Leila Fernandez with the Canadian representation made it to the finals against Emma Raducanu, and yeah, uh, Emma had a complete dominant performance and she yeah. ended up 
winning the uh, Women's U.S. Open. I think it was just really good to see these younger players, um, you know, coming out and actually competing for the U.S. Open, winning it as well. Yeah, 100%. And then there was another event that took place today, like one of the uh, – it was also a big shocker, but it was – I wouldn't call it a shocker. Like, you know what happened. I'm talking about the F1. What do you think about yes. the F1? Oh, man, I had I recently got into – uh, Formula One and I think it is so entertaining it's just amazing to watch um, the risk that these guys take is crazy uh, but in the end uh, we saw Max Verstappen and uh, Lewis Hamilton crash into each other 100% like I when I saw that uh, it came on my I was watching the race uh, and then when I saw that I was like okay this now it's going to be like anyone can win this race now because I was expecting Hamilton to win the race again. Uh, he's one of the best races right now. Uh, it was a disappointing way, the way that he left, like went out, but it was a good, it was a good way. Yeah, it was, it was a good race overall. Yeah. And then I think, I think, I think seeing Daniel yeah. Ricciardo win was just, he's such a great personality. Like I think anyone, yeah, I love that guy. hundred yeah, exactly. percent. I love Daniel that Ricardo, guy. Such a fun guy. Like he's such a great personality. So it's always fun to see him win. And then Lando Norris. And I think he, so I think he has won like the F1 race, like after like two years or something or. Yeah. When I, yeah, yeah. It's quite a while that he's yeah, actually yeah. won, right. He's taken the podium, yeah. but to yeah, win. hundred uh, percent. It's been quite a while. It was a huge deal but for him. And it was for us as well. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I think, uh, the last topic that we're going to talk about is the most hyped up and like one of the best sports and the company that we're watching right now in this like day and age, I think it's the UFC. Like it's one of the best things that you can watch right now. Like I am it really I'm is, a yeah. fan of the UFC. I've been pretty much watching every big, like not even just like every paper paper use that's been going on. Like uh, the storylines are amazing. The upcoming matches are insane. And uh, just like the personalities, just like you were talking about before, like McGregor, Nate Diaz, and like the new personalities, like Kamaru Usman, Francis Ngadu, and, and like all the other like big, big fighters. Like, for example, like now uh, we had K- Khabib who got retired and stuff. And like, it has a big, big potential and it is just growing and growing. Dana White's I know it's crazy how where Dana White has taken this. Yeah, it's insane 100%. how quickly it's also gone up. Um, but I think obviously a lot of... Uh, yeah, a lot of that credit goes to Conor McGregor for making 100%, 100%. Like, entirely like you know global that, sport. Yeah, we both are big Conor McGregor fans. I think, yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, but yeah, not not so much anymore, man. I, I think my opinion after, on him has changed after, quite a bit for me as well. I have changed my opinions. I think he should let let it go. Or he should just get like an easier fight to just come back to his uh, like just get back. To I think yeah. Stuff. I think what's bothered me the most is his antics like on Twitter and just social media in general. Yeah, it's he's just getting way, I mean, the money's getting to him now. That's what I think. Yeah. I think the money's getting to him now. Exactly. Uh, but, um, but yeah, uh, definitely the, a few interesting things to watch out for in the UFC. Yeah, right now, the thing that we're mostly looking forward to is the UFC 266, the main card. Volkanovski is going to defend his featherweight title against Brian Ortega. And they both were top cap- uh, captains which is a series in the UFC where they manage like other uh, new upcoming fighters and then they lead them. So they both are team captains and then they fight each other at the end of the season. So Volkanovski is going to defend it against Brian Ortega, who is an amazing fighter. Both have amazing records. 
Volkanovski is 22 and 1. Brian Ortega is 15 and 1. Uh, amazing fighters. Uh, but the thing is, there's a big, big fight return, and it's Nick Diaz who's making his return to the UFC, which is going to be a huge fight against Robbie Lawler. Both old, like they're veterans in the UFC. They've done it all. They've done everything, and now they're both are coming back to go for a welterweight bout. And yeah. Valentina Shevchenko is fighting again. She's also defending her title. And I'm not going to talk about this event because I know she's going to win. Uh, she's one of the most dominant UFC from, uh, fighters in, like in the women division I've ever seen. Shevchenko is one of the best. Really, yeah. Honestly, she is just unbelievable. Um, yeah. You get any time that we see her perform, she just looks like a step ahead, right? Every 100%. single time, exactly. she's just unbelievable. So yeah, clear, definitely a clear favorite there. Yeah. So we're going to be discussing about this as soon as like the event goes by, which is September twenty sixth. So. The podcast after that we're going to be talking about the whole event in detail and then the next big ufc podcast that i want to talk about is the ufc 267 jan blachko is going to defend his light heavyweight title against glover Teixeira, and peter jan versus aljamin sterling i think you know what happened in the previous fight right the illegal kick that peter jan did to aljamin sterling they're going to fight again and yeah right yeah that's going to be a great, great that's fight that's going to be enjoyable yeah yeah and there's also another big event, but it's a, like we have a lot of time for that. It's the second fight. Kamaru Usman versus uh, what's his Kobe name? Covington. Kobe Covington. One of the yeah, best that's, fights. That's going to be, be crazy. Great. Huge and, card too, because I think we have yeah. Justin Gaethje in that one too with Michael Justin Chandler. Gaethje, so that's going to be fun. And Osama, we have Weili Zhang against Rose Amanda Nunes. Yes. It's a rematch. What a, a what rematch a for that. That is going to be insane. Yeah, she's insane. just such a like um, a humble winner. Um, 100%. I but, love it. I love it. Yeah, I love the whole yeah. way, the, like the, her reactions, her post, post-match post interview and everything. It was all like amazing. Even though really Zhang, like she is, she's a monster when it comes to the, like in the ring, like in the, when we watched her fight against uh, Joanna, I think it was that fight. Do you remember that? It was the uh, Israel Adesanya event. Uh, yeah. She completely dominated that event. Uh, she really did, I think, yeah. yeah. But so there's like big events coming up soon. So we're going to be talking about that. And uh, if you guys want us to talk about any other sports or anything, like any other sports in detail, for example, the UFC, boxing or whatever you guys want, you can just tell us about that. And I think we should wrap this up. And, uh, and we're yeah, so, you. you know, just stay tuned for any of the updates. Obviously, we're going to be talking about the Champions League more once the games yeah. actually take place. These UFC events, once they take place, we're going to be talking about it and giving you guys a breakdown of what we thought um so and if uh, you guys want to so see if you guys want to see highlights of this podcast you can go on snm pod on youtube and then you can watch our short videos we're going to be uploading short videos over there so if you guys want to see that as well you can go there and uh, do you want to wrap it up yeah so uh honestly we appreciate you guys listening to our second podcast episode um so just stay tuned for any of the future updates and we hope to uh see you guys soon